how we feeling welcome to the how we feel podcast i'm nate i'm joey i'm a life and relationship coach blogger and psychology student at the university of utah i'm a social justice educator blogger photographer lawyer and phd student in philosophy and history of education at the ohio state university and we're two emotionally literate friends On this podcast, we'll be talking everything from a place of empathy, emotion, and feeling. Welcome to episode 17, Chosen Family on the How We Feel podcast. Let's go. Chosen Family is the thing that everyone is talking about. Is it this new age concept? Is it a thing that's always been there? How did we get to it? And where does it start with us, Nate? Great question. Joey, like you and I were talking, for me it comes, granted as all things do, it starts on an an individual level. Acceptance of yourself, continuing to create a safety for yourself, continuing to create priority, I come first, what works for me, loving the person that you are, that begins to allow you to move towards, like we've talked about, this chosen family, having people around you that truly impact you, that you feel safe with. Joy, you, I mean, you and your wonderful vocabulary <laughs> came up with a subversion of classic roles. Talk to me about this, chosen family and subverting classic roles. That's huge. I think we've existed in this world this society this community where things have always been one way you had to have your nuclear family and those are the only people you could rely on you could count on that you could trust everyone else was on their own but i think as we've grown and changed and all the things that have happened we've seen that there is strength in community there's strength in choice and we have the agency to bring people into our lives who we can love, we can care for, and we can count on just as much as our families that we've been born into. Right? Mm, I love hearing that. It makes me think of, I mean, obligation. Mm. For me, obligation is Ooh. a really slippery slope. Okay. Because the intention is to appease someone else or to do something that's expected wow. of me. Yeah. And if that's your original intention, we already got problems whatever it is whatever you're doing however it turns out we already have problems because you're not doing it for yourself you're not doing it because you want to yeah and in this context of like you said the the nuclear family and Mm -hmm. having these people that have i mean have a lot of shared history with you siblings Mm -hmm. parents uncles aunts i think it's really impactful to begin to understand and identify what are relationships of obligation that we have yeah. in our life? Wow. I, I know in my practice as a life and relationship coach, I have clients that'll, <clears throat> excuse me, that'll talk to me and say, oh, my brother, he's the worst. He's so arrogant and he just really yeah. bothers me in the way he puts me in a box and treats me this way. And I'm going to dinner with him on Thursday. <laughs> and I'm like, make it make sense. Uh, yeah. Like, wait, like, are you not hearing yourself? Like so, something's going on here. You deserve to have that space to release, not shun or demean someone else, but just to release a relationship you don't feel safe in, these relationships of obligation. I think what you said is so profound because I think we have to reevaluate. How do we transform relationships of obligation into chosen family? Because the thing that makes chosen family so significant is the agency, the liberation, the freedom. Like, Mm -hmm. 
I got to. I'm doing this because I want to. I want you here. I want to spend time with you. I love you and not because I should, right? I have to, I must. And I think when we make that transition, you can convert those relationships of obligation like we used to experience or feel into part of our chosen family, right? Like my family is my family because I'm related to them and because I choose to have them as part of my life, right? Like I spent some time with my sister this week who is my favorite person in the entire world. (laughs) I, (laughs) I cannot spend, I cannot say enough about her. Like I think she's amazing. She's brave. She's funny. She's dynamic. She's brilliant. Um, and it's a relationship of choice. Like she shows up for me and I choose to show up for her. There is nothing I would not do. And I do do because I want to, right? Like, yes, she's my sister and I want to make sure she has everything she wants in the world because she deserves it. And because I care about her, right? Like, I think that's the relationship of obligation. I'm her big brother, but also one of choice. Mm. Jerry, I want to hear a little bit more about I mean, obviously understanding your relationship with your sister, Bianca, but you're really good at being very conscious and intentional mm-hmm. in your actions and interactions with, like you said, your chosen family, mm-hmm. um, your your nuclear family. I know myself, especially, and we talk about your other friends, Raj and them from law school, that you're able to show up very effectively and very consciously in mm-hmm. that. Talk to me about that. How were you able to take a step back and kind of question why do I do the things the way I do why why am I told to live in community this way how have you approached that how have you changed that mindset and allowed yourself to explore that that's a really good question I think for me when I was in college I really came to this understanding that I could love people outside of my immediate family I could love my friends right like I could care about people as much as I care about my siblings and that was huge one of my uh, best friends uh, from college, Isora, just like showed up for me in the ways that I had never thought would happen. I thought the way that I cared about people was going to just be me, like that was a me thing. And she matched my energy and surpassed it. Uh, this past year for my birthday, she got me uh, tickets to go to uh, Disney World. Like what? Like I, I can't say enough about her because she is absolutely phenomenal. But the way she expresses care and love, I was like, oh, of course I love her. Like she gives Naturally. the best cu- hugs. She cares. She's funny. She makes me laugh. She will drop anything for me. She listens to me. She cares about me, and I get to do the same for her. Like I can sit on the phone with her for four hours like I do with my sister like I can be in the bathroom I can be in the shower I can be on the (laughs) toilet I'm talking to my sister I'm also talking to her right like Mm -hmm. there's no difference that's how much I care about her like we can just sit and be people with no barriers with full trust with full care and that's when I realized I was like oh I can extend the kind of care that I have for my family this unconditional love to people outside of my family right and so now I'm choosing to bring people into that yeah. Wow. I'm glad I asked that question. That was that was an enlightening response, Joey. <laughs> I like I said, you do so well at accepting and interacting and em- embracing those people that you love and offering them that unconditional love that you have. I think about I, I've talked with my partner Grace that at the end of the day, like I really just love my friends. Mm. Like I 
like you said, I mean, FaceTiming when I'm sitting on the toilet or just about to get in a shower <laughs> or cleaning up the room, like these these very human experiences that are of higher priority, being a human, interacting with other people, mm-hmm. like you said, that see things similarly, that, that reciprocate the important aspects and characteristics that you have, yeah. as well as continuing to challenge you have those difficult conversations there's no question in my mind that that is the true possibility of this chosen family to have people around you that see things similarly Mm -hmm. but also are are willing to have difficult conversations with hey this happened it made me uncomfortable hey i feel like you've i i feel kind of kick to the side you know I feel kind of sad I haven't seen you much I haven't heard from you you're an important relationship to me that's what constitutes yet again Mm -hmm. this chosen family the people that truly count that surround you I think there's a significant kind of connection that you have in forging a chosen family as opposed to relationships that we don't really assign that same kind of meaning right like we're gonna talk about in a minute but I think that of course we love these people right like the love feels natural. It flows from it. Why would I stop that flow, right? Because you're not part of my family. I, I can't feel that way about you. Yeah, that's what people are supposed to do because we're human beings. We're supposed to love. We're supposed to care. We're supposed to adore. We're supposed to admire. We're supposed to challenge. We're supposed to like question. We're supposed to be in community with. And I think that's what we're talking about here with Chosen Family as a different or deeper way of doing community, a rebellion against hyper-individualism. Nate, what do you think that means for you? This kind of like rebellion, this pushing back, this uh, challenge to, you're supposed to be an individual, care for your family only. I I love the question. I love the phrase rebellion against hyper-individualism. It causes me to think immediately of like roles or titles, Mm. right? Where... Mm. I'm an individual, I have, like you said, I have my family, I have my concerns, that's all I focus on. I think there's truly an opportunity to, once again, embrace people for who they are. Mm -hmm. Embrace people and not try to fit, like, okay, who's going to be my boyfriend? Who's going to be my girlfriend? Who's going to be my best friend? Who's going to... No, accept and embrace people in an abundant way of saying... Like, I mean, I've even had conversations with my partner. I'm like, I don't even really think of you as, like, my girlfriend or, like, even really my partner. Mm -hmm. And her response was like, what? Wait, what? (laughs) Excuse me? But I was like, no, I just think about you as, like, someone that I deeply love. Mm -hmm. That I feel so comfortable and confident and safe to be around and to check in with and to send a TikTok or Mm -hmm. call when I'm feeling really down or... Mm ask for some support and some love and some cuddles like that's the way that i perceive this wow. and like you said against the original idea of things are very regimented mm-hmm. you choose yourself you have yourself you have these specific people that fill these specific roles no yeah. i i deserve more i deserve mm-hmm. people that are around me once again that fulfill me and uh, i mean uh, uh abundant number of ways yeah and you've chosen them to be there right and you've chosen them to be there right like it's not out of obligation this love that you have for your partner i want to do all these things with you because i've chosen you to be part of my life right right? like it's not out of obligation right Mm -hmm. it's i want to like if 
if he wanted to, he would, right? Like, right. Don't just literally. Yes, there's a different kind of invitation that's being asked there. Um, This deeper way of doing community, right? Mm -hmm. Like where I can trust people, where I can ask things of them, and feel okay accepting their help, right? Mm -hmm. We've built relationships, like you started us off with, where I understand myself. These folks Mm -hmm. know who they are. We have a mutual understanding of what our different uh, capacities are in our lives, like what part you're going to play not necessarily a role but i can get different things from different people right like absolutely my friendships are wildly different across the spectrum and i think that's really important right like i don't think we have to be fulfilled by just one person right like i don't think people are meant to just be our everything in one person i think we can spread it out and i'm gonna get like gut busting laughter from some of my friends and i'm gonna get let's go swing in the park and cry with other people right like yeah our relationships are different of course we're gonna get different things from them Hmm. i mean don't even get me started the life and relationship coach part of me which is a large part is showing up as like that's what matters yeah having the safety having the agency to choose these people to have that safety to know that you can go to this person and talk about mm-hmm. it you can continue to develop your relationship in this way or explore it in this way that's the true opportunity and like you said as we begin to identify and release those relationships of obligation those people Ooh. that i mean maybe at a time in high school they were yeah. there for you, they had your back they were yes. meaningful then maybe not so much now wow or this old friendship you know we have so much shared history that's okay. You can honor and respect mm-hmm. and be grateful for that mm-hmm. and, and release that and give yourself like logistically more time in a day mm-hmm. to connect with people with where you're at now, yes. with where you see things now, with what you need at this current moment. That's the dramatic shift. Wow. And it doesn't make you a bad person for letting people go. Nope. Because proximity changes the impact of our relationships right connections ebb and flow some of them may end they may not have a formal ending but they just kind of fizzle and that's okay there's nothing wrong with either party we need to be okay with our relationship shifting our chosen family might have a rotating door right some people might come in some people might come out some people might be in here for the long haul all of it is fine we got what we needed we have our connections we have our history at that time but here we are here and now what do we need wow i mean that makes me think of like you said that ebb and flow yet again the vulnerability the dialogue the conversation my childhood best friend i haven't seen him now in two years Hmm. we text maybe once in a blue moon about some basketball thing or sending a tweet or something we don't even really talk about what we're doing or where we're at but having had a conversation now two years ago where we were both like hey your family mm. like whether or not we talk whether or not wow. we're we're in contact consistently we're family yes and that understanding once again further emphasizes chosen family hmm. that agency that we have to continue to connect to uh, sustain those relationships to ensure that they continue right we have to put in the effort that's what right agency is that's what chosen is it's choosing again and again and again that's what relationship is it's making a consistent choice when i stop choosing you we are no longer in relationship right we gotta choose each other back okay right and with that we're gonna take you to the feel for you segment
You're listening to the How We Feel podcast. We'll be right back with the Feel For You segment. Welcome back to the Feel For You segment, where we give you some tangible tips on how to apply what we've talked about all episode long. Nate's going to kick us off. Number one, what does self-acceptance and a place in family look like for you? How can you continue to love, accept, cherish the person that you are? That's where it starts. Wow. What a base. Second, evaluating your socialization around family. Mm. What did you learn that family was supposed to be? From your own family, from your relationships, your connections, from all the media that you consumed. How were you spoken to? How did you communicate? Have you ever taken a moment to write it down? Can you visualize it? Can you see it? This is what I took from what family's supposed to be. Do I like it? Do I dislike it? Do I want to do it differently? If you're struggling with that, my website is linked in the bio with the schedule open, ladies and gentlemen. Number three, get outside yourself and explore. Be open to forging new connections and commit to cultivating them. Whether it's a new activity, it's a new place to go and study, it's a new job or city to move to, allow yourself the space to try new things, to meet new people in places that you wouldn't have been able to previously. Wow, wow. And then I want you to redefine love. What does it mean in this context, in the context of chosen family? How do you know when you love someone? Are you reserving unconditional love for special occasions or is it available to your chosen family? What are you holding back from, right? If you love someone, tell them, show them, treat them that way. As you've continued throughout this process of these tips, the last and a very important one is reflect on what you're enjoying, who you're really looking forward to seeing, Mm. who you're speaking openly with, sharing some some deep truths maybe a little bit of trauma continuing to Mm. cultivate that deep connection in your relationship the anticipation i know for me i've had relationships where time stops (laughs) we're sitting there and talking we got our salads or we're at the park (laughs) we're rollerblading rock climbing whatever it is that we're doing and time just stops i look down at my phone and i'm like oh it's been an hour and a half it's been two hours in a way we've just Mm. been talking building this relationship that is potential chosen family. Wow, we're so excited for you to apply what we've talked about uh, and we hope it works out for you. We love you, we'll talk to you soon, peace. Thank you for joining us on the How We Feel podcast. There'll be new episodes soon. I'm Nate. I'm Joey. We appreciate your commitment to yourself. Share this with whomever comes to mind. To connect with Nate for life and relationship coaching, go to thenaterobinson.com. To check out Joey for social justice education, go to youthful-lifeshots.com. We've got so many more feelings to explore ahead of us. We're excited to have you along on this journey. You are loved. We We love love you. you. Keep checking in with yourself. How we feeling? Peace. I let some water just like sit out and I went to go drink it and I spit it out. I was like, you're so dramatic. (laughs) Oh my God, it's terrible. Like, as if I had tasted alcohol for the first time, like I spat it out. No, it was just like room temperature. I was so bitter. 
and so I was like, I went immediately to my freezer and they're like, go get like 10 ice cubes. And I'm like, this needs to be cold. I know it's not good for you or whatever, but I don't care. I'm drinking cold water. I'm literally the same. I had a, a glass <laughs> of water that I'd left out, same thing, a couple hours. And I honestly looked at it and had like a little one-on-one moment with myself. I was like, okay, we're not going to like this. It's not going to be our favorite. It's going to go down oh, a little, little icky. No. That's okay. We need the hydration. No. Big, big deep breath no. and down the hatch. But it's.